Hello adventurers, and welcome to Dads and Dungeons with Dragons, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast set in the world of Taldore. Grab a chair, grab a pint, and let's roll. The adventure continues. Um, I step towards her, and I kind of, I kind of bow. I say, um, "My name is Quan. Um, I am a um, a monk uh, from um, from Stilben, and I'm, I've been told I should um, travel these mountains to meet uh, the master monk in the village of Zephyr." And who are they? Uh, they're my companions. They um, traveled with me up the mountain. And the human male kind of speaks up and he says, Can they not talk? Are they mute? I say, not well. <laughs> and he kind of is like, nods. Like, yeah, fair enough. Um, so I introduce him. Uh, Trundle. Holger. Elden. Drow. Whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, her, I can't remember. Her and name. Uh, Dragonborn, whatever his name is. That's not important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the halfling woman, pardon my friend's attitude. He's uh, not very well receptive of guests. Um, we are the protectors of these mountains. We are the Ashari, and um, you you claim you're a monk. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And then, so one of the um, half elves, it's uh, what he makes his way forward. He has like kind of like longer white hair, um, and he says. If what you claim is true, we will take you to the voice of the Tempest. And if she believes you, you'll be able to stay. If she doesn't, and then the human male just goes... Thumb across the throat motion. And then so the halfling kind of rolls her eyes and she says, But we will require your weapons. You will have, have them returned back to you after you meet her. Um, okay, I say, um, if my companions are not willing to meet your demands, can they just stay here? I mean, that is certainly their choice. I, I will, uh, comply, but I, can I use Slate of Hand to try to hide a dagger? Sure. Just be safe. Yeah. Twelve. Plus your bonus. That is my bonus. With your bone? Nat three on that. Oh. Yeah, bro. <laughs> um so they don't notice it. Okay. Oh, wow. My bonus is plus nine, but I whiffed that. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> so yeah, you have one dagger okay. hidden on your person. Awesome. I have no weapons. Well, I, that's not, not true. I have a quarter staff and nunchucks that I turn in. And my fists. Right. They cut my hands off. Yeah. So you'll, we'll give these back later. <laughs> um, I do have a crossbow that I turn over. Um, my staff and my wand. My artifice wand. What about your cheese knife? 
Oh, and my cheese knife. My, my gourmet cheese knife. <laughs> you haven't even used that for us yet. I still okay. have any cheese. We need to give it to Bing and teach Bing how to cut cheese. So the monkey cuts the cheese. Yes. Vulgar. Slide a hand to hide pyre mall. <laughs> You'd have to roll a 99. Put it in my beard. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff it in your shirt. It's just like it Hang on. If you can roll a natural 100, <laughs> you, uh, you successfully slide of hand pyre mall. Oh, you were so close. Oh, was I was so really close. hoping for it. Look, 33, 33 and 100's right next over. to it. It's oh, one over. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll give... You just like a sword, your hammer, yeah. a battle axe, another sword. He like pulls a halfling out of a bag. Oh, sometimes I hit people with this. <laughs> it's just like a skeleton. Um, Got to feed him. So he's a barbarian, so everything a weapon. He takes yeah, off all yeah. of his clothes and he's a chair. A chair is a weapon. He's like Jackie Chan. Um, uh, so the class members reluctantly. Uh, comply as well um and so they you hand over your weapons and the human uh opens up like this bag he like puts them all in it tightens it up and then he slides it like up under his cloak okay and so human has the bag um and the other half elf she says okay we're gonna have to share these sky sails so who's going with who I'll go. I, I'll go with the halfling. Okay. You just kind of like yeah, Titanic it. I'll be on the bottom. Doing this. Um, I'll I'll jump on board with um, who was like whoever the kind of ringleader was. Uh, that was the half. The half oh, the, how many people per? I mean, you could have two. Right. I'll, I'll get real that. close. I'll like hold so on to Trundle. Well, weight distribution wise, we should probably have the dragonborn go with the halflings. Oh, man, wait, yeah. That'll work. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically one big person and then yeah. two, okay. s- two smaller to make another person. <laughs> Alright, well I'll get on then Wait, with one wise. of the half-elves and the drow. Okay. And then there's another half-elf and a human. I guess I'll go with, go with the half-elf. I'll go with the human, I guess. Right. You guys get on the sky sails and um, you guys take off almost simultaneously and you feel like the cool uh, mountain air rip through your hair and, or in your case, your beards. Um, and um, you guys are like soaring, I mean like fast, like through like, these canyons, over these mountains. And um, to grandmother's house we go. Yeah. And the sky kind of clears a little bit, just enough for you to see the horizon. And you can see in the skyline, like almost like every color imaginable. And like a single tear like falls out of each of your eyes it's just like that magical it's so moment beautiful. it's so beautiful um and after about 30 seconds of just like Mach 3 speed it is like <laughs> nose dive down and um some clouds start to break and you uh start to notice like this small pretty quaint looking village in this like these mountain ranges and it's kind of set up on like this mountain plateau and um they land and you all step off and the sky sails close like they did before and they like take the staffs out but this time they just like 
pick up the wings and they like kind of like slide them up up under their backs of their cloaks and they uh they would say okay follow us and did you guys ask questions or? uh where are we um we are in the village of Zephra. ah Okay, so they are taking me to the, the who? The voice of the Tempest. Okay. Did you have any question time? No, I shouldn't see Okay. So are they taking all of us or just me? All of you. Okay. Voice of the Tempest. So they lead you guys through... As I said, this really small village, it's, I, I it wouldn't say it's, like, run down, but it's very uh, quaint. It's very modest. It's not very flashy at all. Um, and um, you pass this ginormous tree that's, like, in the center of this village. It's kind of, like, the centerpiece of, like, the town, the village square, essentially. Um, and it looks very, very old. And um, they lead you to what appears to be the largest building in this village. And um, one of the half-elves, he, he turns and he says, This is our temple, and it's the shield between this physical plane that we live on and the air elemental plane. lead the way in. It's kind of like an open temple. There's not really any, like, doors per se. It's very open. Um, <clears throat> and the halfling says, the, the voice of the Tempest oversees this place until she is replaced, eventually. And, um, as you enter the temple, in the middle of the floor is this, like, giant symbol, and it looks like that. And um, as you kind of cross over that, that center area, um, uh, the halfling says, wait here. And she leaves, and she kind of like goes off like this doorway, but it's got like this curtain, and it's made of like these red leaves, the curtain is. And so she kind of like passes through it. And after just a few brief moments, she returns, followed by a tall half-elf woman with about medium red hair. And adorning her head is a druid-esque circlet, and it actually has, like, these deer antlers that kind of, like, come off, off of it. Um, and she approaches and she says, Myra has informed me that you're on some sort of quest. That's correct, yes. Okay, and um, what does this quest entail? Um, I introduce myself. I say I'm Quan Za'atel. Um, I am a monk who serves the Everlight. And I have had um, multiple signs point me to Stilben. And then to this uh, mountain pass and to meet the um, elder master monk in the Summit Peaks. And she kind of gets like this, like smirk on her face, and she goes, "Oh, I know Stilben very, 
quite well, um, but I know that master even better. I know of this master that you speak of, and I can take him, take you to him. That would be wonderful. And while we're uh, in there talking, I just want to be looking around, seeing if I see anything of value. Just kind of go for it, man. Just uh, do a perception check. Yeah, um, you don't really see a whole lot of value in this room. Like I said, it's a pretty quaint village. Um, think of like the... Have you ever seen Avatar, The Last Airbender? Mm-hmm. So like the Earth village. Okay. It's kind of like that. Um, that kind of setup. So Very quaint um, and modest. Her, uh, what do you say, her <laughs> druidic... Um, it's like, um, yeah, so it's just kind of like this like circlet and... It's got it's, antlers but on But then it. like, yeah, like... Are they golden? Um, no, they're more of like a white color. Okay. Um, and she says, the rest of you, uh, your, pe- pe- blah, 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 blah. your possessions shall be returned to you, and you are welcome to stay here and rest up, and I will have dinner brought to you once I return with your friend here. Okay. And so, the half-elves take you three plus your two class companions um, to lodging. Um, like I said, it's very, once again, very modest. It's just kind of like like a few beds. They're not very like well-kept, but they're probably a little comfortable, more comfortable than sleeping on the ground. Um, and there's like a table area. There's like a wash room if you guys want to like wash up and get the, the stank off you. Um, and so, while they're doing that, her and Quan are uh, going to the very outskirts of the village, and um, on a sky sail. It's kind of like out a little ways. And um, you approach, you see like kind of like this farm area, and it's got like these huge boulders and rocks, and you see like the shape of a person out in this field, and. Um, as she lands, waits behind, and tells you to you know, go ahead. Uh, just real quick, I ask her how many uh, how many monks visit this temple. Um, I've lost count, okay. but out of hundreds, I haven't. He's it's, it's, it, no one's ever actually been trained. My odds are not good, then are they? Okay, um, so I just kind of. Um, kind of give her a bow, thank her for the ride, and walk towards this figure. Okay. So, um, as you approach this field full of rocks and boulders, um, you see they're kind of, they're like coated in like a moss, some, like some fungi, like mushrooms and just that kind of algae and stuff. And as you kind of like make your way through these rocks it's a small clearing and you see a turtle awesome pushing a cart uh, and loading it with moss and mushrooms and algae perception real quick to see um, if there are any other um, beings I roll roll a six he's the only one okay Um, how close am I to him about 20 feet okay Um, I walk a little closer and Um, he says I've been expecting you, Quan. I say, 
What time is it? Is it morning, afternoon? It's about morning time. Okay. I say good morning. Um, thank you for accepting me or allowing me to uh, to visit with you. Well, if it were up to me, I would have had Keyleth leave you back at the village, but the Everlight has other plans, I'm afraid. She certainly seems to. Could I, uh, could I get your name? My name is Master Kerma Atuin. Okay, so... So, Master, why have I... Why have I been, um, pointed in your direction? Well, there have been others, but none have been guided such as you and your companions. And he points to the voice of the Tempest, and he says... She has vanquished Vecna before, champion of the realm and all the other titles the people of Tal'Doi like to bestow on heroes. But they weren't the ones who have been foretold. They just delayed the inevitable, I'm afraid. And what is the inevitable? The inevitable is that Vecna has not been banished like they thought. And the three that you travel with have also been prophesied to banish him as well. So, Trundle, Holger, Elden, and I have been prophesied to banish Vecna. Absurd, I know. Trust me, I'm just as vexed as you are. But prophecies have a way of making fools of those who think they're smart. <clears throat> okay. So why are they not here with me? Because this is a path that the Everlight has bestowed upon me to give to you. <clears throat> the way of the Iron Fire. That is what you call yourselves, isn't it? Yeah, that was a name we decided on for for showmanship and games. Curious that you guys chose the name considering that's the name bestowed upon the original champions that were foretold by the four gods, the four deities. That's the name they gave their champions, who were supposed to banish Vecna. But they were impatient, and they didn't have everything that they needed. The prophecy, they tried to force it rather than let it play out as it was supposed to. So, you're telling me that the four... The four of us were chosen by four gods eons ago to banish Vecna. Yes, yes, yes. The Allhammer, the Stormlord, the Everlight, and the Knowing Mistress. Are you not paying attention, boy? I am paying... I am paying attention. Well, good. And then he pulls a staff out and takes a swipe at your legs. And that is a natural 20. <laughs> Oh, Breaks no. Legs. Kills Breaks him. <laughs> and he just, like, swipes your legs out from under you, and you, like, land on your back, and he's like, still got it. <laughs> Is this Master Roshi? I don't know. No. So, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, so Master Roshi. I don't watch Dragon Ball. Get out. Sorry. I'm taking this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I just kind of lay there, and I think, ah, shit. A turtle <laughs> just knocked me on my ass. So I kind of uh, sit up. And I ask him, I ask him, what, what's the next step? The next step is a path 
of greatness that I will bestow upon you and you will make progress down your path and the goddess will bless you with more abilities. Okay. And so I stand up at this point. And then training montage. Cue the music. Do you want to explain to the group what we your um, way of the iron fire? Yeah, let me. Uh, I should have should have saved this to my phone. Have to go back a little bit in our conversations. So uh, Tyler and I, out of game here. Tyler and I um, worked on this like what a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a way for us to take iron fire. And like actually make it into into something, so um, we opted to have my monastery. What? How do you say that? Mona um, monastical monastical um, trait be the way of iron fire. And so I'm assuming this is a homebrew thing. This, yeah. this is this is a homebrew. A lot of extensive. So like, just side note, I'm part of like eight different D and D like Discord channels. And so, like, I spent a lot of time, like, messaging, like, all these different groups of, like, here's this homebrew, and they're like, change this, do this, that's overpowered, that's underpowered, and then, like, compiled it all into one, and Hmm. so this is, like, a completely, like, 100% homebrew cool thing. With help from... With help from... Many a folk. Many a folk who know more about D&D than I do. So, um... Okay, so here we go. That's right. Uh, so yeah, we he figured this all up. Here it is. I'm, it's a way of iron fire, and so through my training now with uh, Master Kerma the Tortle, um, starting now at level three, I have an ability called Fists of Iron. Uh, so this special attack is a melee attack with a range of ten feet. Um, its damage is fire, and so what happens is whenever I punch somebody, uh, my uh, my fist actually turns into solid iron, and I do an extra d4 damage plus a d4 of fire damage. Under uh, what circumstances? Just yeah. any time. I, I use uh, I use a point of key. Okay. Yeah. How many points of key do you have? Uh, I have three oh, okay. as of level three. So it's not OP. Right. right. So um, should I tell not them yet. what like my future? If you items yeah. I mean, are, unless you want to save it for like, like the save reveals, it, save it. Okay. for the reveals. So yeah, yeah. I, I won't tell you what happens later. Uh, but yeah, so uh, fists of iron. Like I focus all of my key into my fist, and uh, not to be confused with iron fist, mm-hmm. but fist of iron actually like turns my fist into a solid literal chunk of iron, yeah. and I just punch someone in the face with it. And does it do fire damage? Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, so a D4, D4 plus okay. a D4. Yeah. So it's almost kind of like, you know, like at a forge, like whenever the iron, mm-hmm. and there's like parts of it that are still kind of like molten. molten like yeah. On, yeah, it's like that. So like it's like solid, and then as it goes back into his skin, it like it's like cracked and like molten and stuff. And so like that's where the fire damage comes in from like the... So it does like my normal <clears throat> D4 plus a D4 fire. Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I should save this. Okay, so um, so you were trained, and um, after a rigorous training session with the Master Kerma, the Tortle, um, he bids you farewell, and you are exhausted, and um, 
you and the Voice of the Tempest are preparing to travel back to Zephra. And um, she reiterates, out of hundreds, you are the only one he has trained. So, outside of Master Kerma and myself, there's no one else that's known to possess the power of the way of the Iron Fist or um, Iron Fire? Are you asking her? Yeah, I'm asking her. Oh. Um, she, she doesn't really have An any sort of... Yeah. Um, she uh, mentions... Um, I knew uh, an old companion of mine uh, across paths with her many times, Pike. She was a follower of the Everlight, um, but that's about the only connection I can really piece between you and anything else in my travels. I, I kind of um, get excited at the idea that this person knew Pike. Who peed was, my pants a little. Yeah, peed my pants a little bit. And so I kind of fangirl at the fact that I'm talking to someone who actually interacted with Pike and tell her that I've read uh, extensive um, stories of, of the journeys of, of Pike. Okay. And she's like, okay, weirdo. Um, she says, uh, well, uh, did I hear I wasn't attempting to snoop or pry, um, but, you know, elf ears pick up quite a bit. Um, did he say something about Vecna not being banished? That's what he says. And that Vox Machina failed at what they did. So it seems. And um, she appears pretty flustered at this revelation um, and visibly upset. And she just kind of sternly says, well, it's late and you're probably exhausted, so we'll head back now. I, and she... I say something like, um, we should probably all start planning for the worst if, if Vecna is, is coming back. And she just nods and says nothing. Key change. Um, it was very Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah. So you safely return back to the village, and uh, you're greeted by the two half-elf twins, and uh, the voice of the Tempest kind of gives you a bow, and she says, I bid you a good evening. Um, Hal-Oran and Hel-Oran will take you to your friends, and dinner will be brought to you. And she leaves, and they lead you to the housing, and um, the sister asks you, is, is the rumors true? Is, is Vecna really back? I don't know. I don't know. Um, according to Master Kerma, Vecna was not destroyed like, like we thought and might be coming back or might already be back and um, so they lead you to where your friends are they bring you dinner it's um Quan. <laughs> yo what's up bitch why's your leg purple <laughs> cause I got hit with a stick a turtle hit me with a stick <laughs> um I got Donatello'd. They bring you guys food, and it's right. like a... Yep. Yeah. For that perception check. Yeah. 
Twelve. Um, and you said you were wanting to look. I'm up wanting to make sure there's nothing wrong with it. With the food? Yeah. It's like yeah. Poison like, from anything. what you can tell, I mean, it's like. <laughs> Like leafy greens and like fruit okay. and vegetables. There's like some cheese, some bread. A glass um, of poison. So you're looking through the <laughs> it's bread. It's like a vial like with a skull it on it. Um, cheese. Mm. Took our weapons. They um, gave them back. They gave them back. Yeah. Yeah. back whenever I went to. Mm. Who wants some cheese? Um, but there's also some uh, like teas. There's like a few different teas, and then obviously like water. Just making sure there was no assassination attempt on my was, life or anyone none. else's life. There is none. Okay. Um, so it's the four of us and the two clasp companions. Yes. Um, I I don't want to really talk about this in front of those two clasp. Uh, well, the dragonborn's already asleep. He okay. didn't wait. He's he's passed out, and um, the drow is kind of just like on his own. On her, on her own. own, she's just kind of like off, like. Keeping watch through the window. She's just okay. So um, I tell the guys that. Um, so I've learned some. I've learned of some interesting news, and we need to talk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was making a room on the table. He was building suspense. I was making a room. So um, yeah, I tell them that I I went to this um, master monk. His name's Master Kerma. He's a turtle, and not so coincidentally, he is a master in the way of iron fire. Huh? My thoughts exactly. Um, according to him, there is an iron fire prophecy that the four deities in Holger's dream prophesized that the four of us would vanquish Vecna. So you're telling me that somehow all of this is connected. So it seems. And what it sounds like you're saying is that we're all supposed to be right where we are. So it seems. I gotta go outside. So my guy goes outside. This is too much for me right now. Okay. You're just like, like, I just can't even. I can't right deal. So, like, um, Bing kind of follows Scurries over behind him. and just keeps an eye on, on Elden because me and Bing, we're suspicious of Elden still. There's bit. shade going on. Okay. And so, uh, Bing party. will alert me. If, Roll a uh, stealth check for him. What's. Does he have? He doesn't really have stats. I mean, it'd be like, they should be. If you got a monkey, it should be. In the yeah. Book. Well, I guess I forgot. I did actually make that character yeah. sheet. Yeah. I don't. I don't have it. But it should be back um, in the messages. Um. So a five. I don't know what it is. He farts every step. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like clown shoes walking. <laughs> but he should have a pretty. He's come on. He's a, um, he's a monkey. Yeah, but it's the role. Uh, <laughs> it's all up to the roll. Right. Um, so he does not. It was uh, like three months ago or so. But he, he failed it. Oh, wait, there it was. Right there. What what's, was his, what's his dexterity? Uh, he has a plus four on stealth. So okay. it would have been it's a, a nine. Nine? 
He just makes What's less squeaky perception? noise. Uh, I think it's 11. Hold on. Yeah, 11. Yeah, so you see him and he kind of just like... <laughs> and starts juggling poop. <laughs> to try to, he attempts to try to cheer you up. I got a chuckle out of it, yes. Okay. And then he just kind of scurries, scurries back away to Quan. Okay. Alright, so is that your guys' evening? Um, I tell Holger, I think it's just a hunch, but I think Pyre Mall um, plays a role in this iron fire prophecy also because it's very similar to to something that I can now do and it's like balls made out of iron right yeah it's like iron and I can't remember the gemstone that's in it but it has like a, a gemstone in the in the head so I um expel a key point and I like I put my I put my fist out on the table and and turn it into into iron. So what is your guys' reaction to this? Holy crap! I want to try You're to dump outside. some water on it. He's peeking through the window. I came Holy in. crap, man! <laughs> well, I was coming in to apologize, but Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> what do you do, uh, Trundle? Uh, I just want to... I don't buy it. It seems like a whole lot of hooey to me. What, what, the flaming iron fist? Or no, it's a prophecy. Okay. Yeah. I will, and then I'm, that is cool, though. <laughs> All this is bullshit. That's pretty badass. I, I want to give props words to acknowledge that the fact that he does have this ability, I think, kind of solidifies that the prophecy is, is real and true. That's coming from a dwarf who hates magic. Yeah. Just still sharpening that stick that I was <laughs> sharpening three days You're ago. You're down to a toothpick now? <laughs> we gotta have something to get the, the lettuce and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so, your deity was the... Storm Lord. The Storm Lord. I say, I say, how can you, how can you question this at this point? Your deity, the Storm Lord, is a part of this prophecy... Holger saw your sigil in his dream. How can you how can you have questions at this point? Anyone with the book would know what the sigil for the Stormlord is. Was it the lightning bolts? Yeah, the shield across lightning bolts. Well hold on, hold on. We we still have a piece that we don't know yet. We have a bounty hunter who thinks I'm somebody else. My deity was not represented in this dream. What am I doing here? You tell us, Kristoff. <laughs> Turned into a soap Shut opera. up, Trundle. <laughs> Cries in Spanish. <laughs> maybe... Maybe you should be speaking to the three-eyed face. The knowing mistress. <laughs> Because you, Elden Washwood, apparently has been chosen by the Knowing Mistress. 
and you, Trundle, should have words with the Stormlord. As for me, I'm going to bed, because I'm freaking tired. Uh, one, one last thing before you go to bed. Uh, did the master say anything about the shards? You know, like in my dream, we all had... Mm. Um, no, we didn't discuss those. I was too busy turning my hand into iron. <laughs> I expended another key point. Just see how cool it is. <laughs> two, two of them, both hands. And I'm just. Now, do you have to do that key point per fist? I or think, is it an attack? I, think I would say it's like one. Oh, okay. I would say he's just one, going to punch, both. and then it's or just one. Yeah. Well, it's just one. Out. I mean, it's just one punch. So I mean, you if you yeah. wanted to do. So Both okay, if I did if points. I did flurry of blows, that's a key point. So I could do, I could do a punch. As long as it hits, I could spend another key point for the follow up attack to be, the fist of iron. Gotcha. And if that hits, I would then have a third just basic attack. Yeah. So I can now do four d fours damage if I hit each time. But it would expend two key points. But it would expend two key points. So, so I can only I can only do every that every day after a rest. Yeah. Okay. So I can only do that once per day. But I can do just the two attacks. So I can still do two d four every time yeah. without key points being involved. Okay. So wow. after that, uh, I want to go to bed and I don't want to like try to talk to the Stormlord, but I want to keep it the thought in the. You're just kind of like yeah. in your thoughts and yeah. like thinking about it. Okay. Just, like, think about what Quan uh, said okay. about trying to talk to him. Yeah. Just trying to be, like, kind of being a little resilient about it, in a way. Okay. What about you, Holger? I mean, I don't know if I need to talk to him. Um, I guess oh, as I'm, like, getting ready for bed or whatever, I actually approach Holger. Um... And I tell him that things are just way too coincidental at this point. That I traveled to Craghammer just to, just on like a, a walkabout, just a personal enlightenment journey. And I, I met Darina, and she, of course, led me to you. I feel like there's everything that's happened is. It's way too coincidental to just to not mean anything. I feel like Darina is still a big part of this, and as soon as we can, we have to go find her. I yeah, I agree. I would rather do that first, but I, and I apologize for all the times I said you were just a dumb dwarf. <laughs> I think that was him. Well, he and I, backstory-wise, never got along. He thought I was just a stupid elf. I thought he was just a dumb dwarf. And if it wasn't for Darina, we would have. He would have probably killed me like six months ago. Cleaved you in half. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut this out, but your character's taking a different approach this session, as from all preachy and stuff. You know, the Mormon of monks. You're... My goddess is the only yeah, way to. Instead of you doing that. Well, hey... He's kind of more, like, blunt and... Well, but I just learned that my goddess is just part of this prophecy. But before that. Yeah, well, I didn't know at that point. At that point, I thought you guys were all stupid and you should just join me 
Yeah, the just the way way. you're playing your character. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's cool character development. Is well, what I'm thanks, saying. bro. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you were trying to say, Tyler. I still want to say that the Everlight has done the coolest things in this game. Shown us the path, the beacon of light. Yeah, but did it jump the off? The game's not over. Did it jump off of a shelf and stab somebody in the neck? Boom. No, it did not. Blow a guy through a. No, it has <laughs> not blown a guy, Ed. Uh, uh, Everlight does not blow guys. Uh, <laughs> did it blow a guy? Well, then I'm definitely going to bed. Huh. I hate my god. That's <laughs> bullshit. Really hate my god. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Holger, are you... Uh, yeah, after that... Uh, tucking in for the night? Yep, on Your blanky blank? <laughs> Take yeah. a little nappy nap. Yeah. Take a little nappy nap. A little sleep to sleep. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna go to bed. All right. Um, so the drow is gonna just kind of keep watch for you guys. Um, so you all can rest. Um, she knows the dragonborn's probably... Not gonna help her, so she doesn't even bother trying to wake him. <laughs> um, so, um, Trundle, as you sleep, you dream about being a uh, a champion in a tournament, winning sword fights and jousting the whole nine yards, and you're victorious and. Living on cloud nine in that dream. And then the evening passes. It's morning time. And you all wake up. So, um, as you guys are kind of like crawling out of bed and um, just kind of, you know, I don't want to fucking do it all day. You know, Quan's pretty tired from getting his ass kicked from an old turtle. Um, there's a knock on the door. Um, I guess I walk towards the door. Okay. Ask, uh, who is it? It's, it's me, Myra. It's the halfling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I open the door. Okay. Um, she's uh, pretty excited to see you all, and um, her demeanor's a slightly a little different than it was you know, yesterday. She's more almost kind of fangirlish in a way. Um, but uh, she says, the voice of the Tempest uh, requests a meeting with, with you, uh, all of you, all of you. Um, so, I mean, when you're ready, um, just re- return to the temple, or I can wait for you and, like, take you to the temple. I mean, whatever you want to do, it's cool. Um, I look around, and are you guys ready, like, right now? Yeah, we'll get my stuff. We'll, we'll be good to go. Trundle's like, I gotta take a dump real quick. <laughs> I say, um, give us five minutes and we'll go with you now. Okay, well, I'll, I'll wait for you outside and when you're ready, I'll, I'll take you to her. And so she like, kind of scurries out the door and... I, uh, I tell Trundle that I think, uh, I think Myra's got a thing for you. Get all beady <laughs> red in the face and... Uh, so I guess we, uh, we gather our things okay. and we... Um, Drow and Dragonborn staying there? Uh, yeah. Okay. Kind of keeping watch over yeah. your belongings and stuff. And okay. So yeah, the four of us um, meet her outside the door. Okay. Um, so she takes you back to the temple, and that curtain, like the 
leaves, the red leaves, she actually, like, leads you guys, like, come on, come on, and she, like, leads you through it, um, and as you enter this room, you're greeted with, like, this, like, awesome aroma of just, like, cooked meats, like, fatty foods, it smells pretty good, um, and, um, the room is pretty barren, like, there's not a whole lot of, like, furniture and, you know, like, bookshelves and stuff or anything it's just like there's a bed on the far corner or far wall um and then you see the voice of the tempest she's kind of standing at like this shelf and it's got like these like small trinkets and stuff on it um and then there's a table in the center and it's has like this huge breakfast spread on it with like like lamb sausages like bacon there's fried mushrooms, you know, like, all these different things. There's, like, different teas, juices, everything. Ales. You want to see if there's ale? <laughs> I just want to start up, like, head up there and start, like, picking at food, you know? Okay. And, um, so, uh, Myra kind of speaks up and kind of, like, clears her throat to, like, get her attention. Ma'am, ma'am. And, uh, the voice of the Tempest, she... She kind of like, oh, and she like sets this trinket back up on her shelf and she's like, I, I apologize. Um, please sit. And she kind of like crosses back over to the room, to the table and, um, um, so she, you know, she, you know, feel free to go ahead and start digging in. Uh, with the full mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say, um, thank you for this lovely spread. Yes. Um. Um, do, do any of you require any ale? I know, um, some, some... We're fine, thank and, you. And dwarf. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, okay, yes. Myra, will you please bring him... And she's like, oh, yes, absolutely. And she, like, runs off. And, um... I've, I've uh, recently became sober <laughs> after my sister was lost, so... After his Lincoln Talk about Park character rage development. in his room. Yeah. Yeah, he, was a, he was just a <laughs> drunken fool for two sessions. Um, and so uh, the voice of the Tempest, she's, you know, she's like, there's not um, any way to really approach this, so I'll be direct. Um, I have a favor to ask of you. Um, I have received a letter from the Taldori Council uh, yesterday, before your arrival, um, and you don't have to go into details about Stilben, but I think your situation may be related to ours here in Zephra. Um, we have noticed a trend of poachers climbing into the peaks to steal entire griffin nests full of eggs, sometimes even um, young hashlings, um, and meanwhile leaving the parents slain. And the rate at which it's increasing, and the efficiency, and the brutality, leads me to believe that this isn't just a group of simple poachers. Um, and she kind of like stands uh, from the table, and um, she just kind of says, one moment, and she re returns to that, that shelf where of like her different trinkets and stuff, and she grabs something and she returns, and she kind of like holds it out to you in her hand, and it's the sigil from the cult of the Whispered One. And she um, 
continues, one of our scouts found it on the ground near a poached griffin nest. Do you recognize this at all? I do. It's a sigil for the Cult of the Whispered One. Precisely. Um, I guess what I'm trying to uh, offer to you is, can you stop them? Can you stop this from happening? Because I feel like it's more than just mere poachers. What do they want the nests and eggs for? That we don't know. Um, our scouts, we are a very few uh, in this village as a whole, and even fewer scouts and even fewer warriors. So I, I do not feel like this is a fight that we could take on ourselves. I grew up in the verdant expanse and was taught to uh, to let the animals be. And so anytime I see something as callous and heartless as, as poaching, I uh, am disgusted by it. So so I would be willing to look into this for you. Yeah, me too. My uh, tribal upbringing, you know. If we were going to kill animals, well, of course we did, but we did it only to survive. So if I see something that's like needless like that, then I'm not okay with it. This just like splash right in my I did eye. that like three times. <laughs> oh god. Well, the cult of the whispered ones involved, so therefore, I'm involved. I'll say, yeah, why not? Just shoveling like food into my pockets, things <laughs> sausage and yeah, cheese. Sausage, yeah, <laughs> be like Frank sausage yeah. in my pocket. <laughs> um. So she's um, at this point. Myra returns with your tankard of ale um, and she just kind of like sets it down and just like stands there and just like waits for you to drink it <laughs> this is where we need the video <laughs> yeah. because this is just going to be like why are they not talking what's going on did we just lose is it, audio is it, is it good is it cold enough is it, is it good yeah. tasty Perfect. Thank if, you, you. if you need anything else, then, you know, please. Here's some more sausage links that ran out. Oh, of course. There was a lot. That's, that's, that's wild, but <laughs> I'll see what I can do. And she kind of scurries back off. Um, and so the voice of the Tempest, she uh, continues with what she was saying. Um, and um, she explains to you, she's like, we'll loan you two Sky Sails. Um, and we have an idea of where they may strike next, and we've been able to lure away the uh, the family of griffins and safely transported their eggs, and you guys will be in wait, waiting for the poachers to appear. Um, if you would want to kill them, I understand, but if it would probably be in your best interest to attempt to take one and interrogate them uh, to find out where their base of operations is, because obviously it's not too far from here. The, um, the Griffins, um, are they relatively keen to, um, having, having individuals near their nests, or are they defensive immediately? I'm um, not very well versed. They're in very griffins. defensive, uh, especially when there are eggs involved or mm -hmm. young uh, 
babies of, of griffins. Can I use disguise self to disguise myself as a baby griffin? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm proficient in it. Maybe like an egg? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so like you into a bowl egg. and it's like disguise self as an egg. <laughs> and then shit goes down and I just like crack out of it. <laughs> Huzzah! It was me the whole time. <laughs> you dumb bitches. This is uh... Um, thoughts of uh, rescuers down under. <laughs> uh, so, um, how far to this um, this nest that you have set up for the poachers? Um, and so she kind of like pulls out like this this map, and um, it's like a, basically like a, a battle plan, essentially of like where you guys are and like a pretty much a direct path to get where they believe the next target will be. Um, have they been, do you believe they've been attacking in broad daylight or are they waiting till nightfall? Um, it's from what we've been able to gather, it's been daytime, nighttime. Um, they've became pretty bold because obviously we can't really do anything to stop it from happening. And so they just do it whenever. Okay. Um, I think, I think it'd be best for us to head out as soon as possible. I agree. I will... The only thing I really require is that you bring back some sort of proof um, that it is uh, the cult of the Whispered One. Um, I have sent a letter to the Council of Tal'Dori, and um, my word doesn't carry the weight it used to. Well, if everything goes right, we'll bring back a member of the Poachers. Word or hand. Um, I guess, um, would you be willing to, um, fly the two, um, the drow and the dragonborn, would you be willing to fly them back down to the base of the mountain so they can rejoin their group? I Absolutely. Don't, I don't think they're needed here anymore. I think the four of us can handle yeah. the poachers. I think so. Well, I'm a fan of safety in numbers, but I'll defer to the group's. Put it to a vote. <laughs> I'll defer to the group's majority decision. You got numbers. Number one and number two. Oh. Holding up daggers, not my hands. And then, like, the third one that you had hidden the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Where did you put that? It's called a... keistering. She's like, he's good. And Myra's like, I wonder what else I could fit up there. Whoa. Whoa, butt stuff? <laughs> Oh, thanks. Is that kind of like the mic that you want to get? You Cody? just you just, put a, you just put a knife up your ass and you're saying no butts. <coughs> hey, there's sword swallowers. I mean, this is reverse sword swallowers. Reverse dagger swallowing. I don't know. Um. All right. So, um, she agrees to have someone transport them back down, um, and so that way they can regroup. Uh, Trundle, is there? Anything you would like to say to your drow friend before she departs? You know, not even a hug? I mean, uh, she I'm, hugged you back in I'm just like stuff. eating sausage oh, okay. links. And, and she's, Bye! Um, I tell both of them um, how much we appreciate their help in um, getting us up the mountain. And um, at 
to tell uh, Mesric that as soon as we can regroup with the clasp, we will we'll check in and um, see if there's anything needed from them at our first availability. And they give you like one of those like clasp handshake type, you know, literally a clasp handshake. Um, and I wonder if that's what they get the name. Possibly. I don't know. Um, I they all wear brooches. And uh, right after he says that, just uh, I want to say, also make sure that uh, we need to make sure we get back on the the main priority because the dwarf's not looking too happy these days. So, she loans you the two sky sails, and they kind of give you like a quick rundown of how they work, um, and they like show you how to like disassemble them. They give you the whole rundown, so you guys are uh, proficient enough to get where you're going. Okay. And all right. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I want to, um, before we get on our, our sky sails, sky sails um, I, I give Myra my rice hat. And, and I say, she uh, squeeze like a fangirl, like, Wheel! I say, I'll be back for this. And then I jump on my sky scale, sail, <laughs> sky sail. You almost had that almost moment had of cool, it. Cody. Yeah, almost. I was almost, I can't even be cool in a make-believe world. <laughs> Son of a... Okay, so you guys take off. Excuse me. Um, it, it was, it's more just kind of like... Oh. Like rowing. Yeah. So I guess I'm the only one flying. <laughs> the dwarf They're just catching the drift <laughs> behind you. Um, you guys uh, take off, and you follow the map that... Voice of the Tempest had provided to you, showing the direct path. And um, on the map, you see this, like these like two dots. So it's almost like a like an enchanted type map of some sort. Uh, so you can Mischief see. Chief managed. Yeah, <laughs> little like footsteps as you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now you can like see these two dots, and it's clearly your two sky sails. So. However, you uh, hit a little bit of turbulence on the way there, and um, why don't you guys roll? Who who's flying? Uh, you're flying. Yeah, one, obviously. I was gonna say. I figured we would put Trundle and Holger on one to kind of balance the weight. Okay. Since he's a little stockier than. And he's got the higher deck, so he'd probably be the one flying it. Okay. So. Roll a deck saving throw. Not Ooh, nice. That's, uh, we add our dexterity modifier. Yeah. All right, so 19. Okay. Add dex modifier. Uh, yeah, 19. Okay, yeah. So you guys Dice hit that turbulence. D square. <laughs> <laughs> hit that turbulence, and it like kind of like starts shaking a bit, and then you just like come right back up, back smooth sailing. We get a fucking backflip in it. <laughs> Like a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Um, and you guys make it to this griffin nest on the map. And it's a massive 
kind of nest twigs and branches and stuff like that. Um, and so what is your guys' plan? So there are eggs in this nest? Um, no. No. Because they... Um, they move the like, griffins. Move the, the griffins so that this is kind of like an ambush for Nobody's there? Nobody's there yet. I think we should assume the um, position I'll, to ambush So, um, wizard, Elden, do you have any um, spells where you could create the illusion of... Actually do not. ...of eggs? I do have disguise self. It's about... I'm proficient say with disguise kits. Circumference? Circumference my, my math disguise. skills is like... Half. Like from one end to the other. Okay, so yeah. So from one end to the other, I'll just say that. It's about like 20 feet. Is it? Yeah, radius Damn, is math, half like diameter. Circumference is long. And it stands about probably like, like four feet tall. Okay. Oh, so it's pretty large. So, it's bigger than I am. You can actually hide in it. Well, if it'd be like four feet tall, we could possibly get kind of There's the nest. to the edge on the outside of it, um, kind of under, maybe? I mean, I would say you two probably could, but not them. Okay. So, um, okay, first of all, um, like a perception check to see if there are any... Like, if we can, like, see on the horizon poachers or anything like that. Okay, go for it. Um, a nine. Not, or crit failure. So it's five all together? Six. Six? Yeah. Eight. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> you guys are just like... Nope. <laughs> I see a tree. Okay. Um, um, so... Um, what's the terrain like outside? Are we, we're in mountains. Yeah, it's a kind of a mixture of, like, hills and mountains. So um, are there any, like, large stones or, like, little caves or anything like some, that? There's uh, some boulders in your immediate area. Um, they're about, uh, I'd say about, like, ten feet away from the nest. Okay. Um, and we have, we have no way to create the illusion of, of... What if we put, what if we put the pyramid shard in the nest? Because if these poachers approach an empty nest, they may just keep on going by it. But if they see that pyramid shard, they would. Well, if they approach the empty nest, we ambush them anyways. That's true, I guess. Do we still have it. that sigil thing that she asked us about? Um. Or did did we leave that with her? All right, no one. She just held it out. She just kind of showed it to you guys. With me being familiar with uh, mountainous terrain, is there like, if someone was going to come to this nest, a clear pathway to it? Um, you, what, you're, yeah, I'd say with your passive perception, you could see two different ways that, the possible ways for someone to come in. Maybe a trap. I got some rope, I don't know. I've got rope. Make like a tripwire. I've got... I think maybe we should just kind of like hide behind some boulders and just kind of wait and see what happens over the course of the next hour. That's what I'm thinking. Can I hide in? The, is it like a nest, like a bird's yeah, so it's nest? Kinda like, yeah, it's like kind of like, like a, a bowl, a, a bowl essentially. So it's I can, can I hide in it. You said it's yeah. about four foot tall. I'm gonna hide so, in it. Okay. 
cover yourself with some thicket and right, stuff. So, so there's but you enough to in see. the nest. Yeah. I, I can hide him as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right size. Just okay, I'm gonna fatter. hide him there. So, yeah. Yeah. Fatter. Uh, so there's what we've got going on. <laughs> These two are hiding like in the bouldery area. Those two are spooning in the nest. <laughs> Big spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Big spoon, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are arguing who's gonna be the big spoon. Like, <laughs> Alright, so um and you two where are you guys at again? Just boulders. Behind these boulders. Okay. Nearby. Okay. Um so are you two kind of keeping watch from the nest? Mm-hmm. Like in the thicket, like we got it covered over us. On, but your, we, on your stomach, like, and you're kind of like peeking through yeah. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we like we have limited sight, but right. Uh, why don't you roll uh, perception? Everybody or just them? Twenty-five. Everybody. Twenice. Nice. Nice. Oh, Nineteen. Eleven. That's a twenty-one. Okay. Eleven. Okay. Um, so about an hour and a half, two hours goes by. Um, he's done snacking on his sausages. His stomach's starting to grumble again. Have we established um, who's the big spoon? Um, <laughs> I like to... Hold on, I'll roll for it. How about that? <laughs> That's fine. Trundle, you are not the big spoon. Ah, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to use my token, please. <laughs> So, um, you two both, uh, begin to hear two men kind of, or you hear two voices kind of bickering as, uh, they are getting closer to you guys. Okay. So I, uh, I kind of elbow Eldon and, you know, point to my ear that I can hear something and he needs to perk up and yeah. listen. Kind of do the same. For those listening, uh, he did baseball hand signals yeah. to uh, Holger. <laughs> and I didn't understand. That. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then I'll just then I'll just tell him like, they're people. Okay. Um, and as they come across the crest of this hill and like through these boulders, um, it's just two humans. And um, they're just kind of talking about just they got a really shitty job. You see the jousting match last night? (laughs) Are they they talking about how much they like to poach? Mm, It's uh, quite the opposite. (laughs) Love poaching, man. (laughs) You know what's great? Killing birds. You know what's even better? Stealing their eggs. You know what's even better? Doing it illegally. I love that <laughs> shit. And with someone that you trust at all times. <laughs> so it's not that easy, huh? Uh, no. Um, but they're uh, kind of not really like bickering to each other, like arguing, but just kind of like complaining. Um, they they uh, a little disgruntled with their current line of work. Are they in um, 
uh, site yet? Yeah, so from the nest itself, they were about 15 feet. Okay. Okay. Can uh, can I see them from my? Mm-hmm. Can I see what they might have on them? What they're wearing? Uh, if they have weapons? Surely they have weapons. They're killing birdies. Maybe. Yeah. We don't know that yet. It might be. <laughs> so, like this one. why don't you roll another perception check? Everyone. No, just, uh, just him. Right. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Um, so, you see... Both of them on their hips, they just have like a dagger. Um, and uh, they're just wearing normal clothes, um, almost uh, not really like fancy clothes, but they're like a little nicer. Um, but that's about all you can perceive. Okay. Um, did you want to do something? Um, they're not obviously poaching, right? I mean, they're not like they don't, they're not like carrying dead birds on their shoulders or anything <clears throat> like that. Well, I mean, it's a griffin. Uh, that's true. But I guess I'm just going to kind of wait and see what they do when they get to the nest. I mean, if they just bypass the nest and keep on walking, these may not be these may not be the poachers. But if they like, you know, jump in the nest and start looking for eggs, then then I'll act. Same. You? Yeah. yeah. Hold Sounds good to me. Okay. All right. So, um, as they get about ten feet from the nest, they retrieve their daggers, and they slowly start creeping up towards the nest itself. They look like they have intentions to fuck oh, shit yeah. up. Okay. So I think um, can I see Cody or Quan by any chance? Uh, not from no. where you are. Okay. So I think. Uh, I'll nudge back at Holger, and then hop up and go to attack him. Surprising. Yeah. All right. Surprising. And I want to say, what does a griffin make? Caca, um, caca motherfucker! <laughs> All right. Um, roll for attack. He gets that, like, crazy bonus because he's attacking this person yeah. before. Yep. Good God. Fifteen? Fifteen. That's a hit. And there's a sneak attack? Yeah. Okay, so it's automatically a crit. So I roll twice. Two twice. damage, right? Yeah. Twelve? Twelve? Mm-hmm. How do you want him to die? Just caca, motherfucker! And then uh, one to the neck, and then can I use my other one for a. Yeah, and then for one a right up the armpit, just like, you know. Right. Yeah, and so he's just like, kind of like. Just like Spurts out blood, starts to like fall over to the side, and the other guy's like, "Holy shit!" and starts trying to book it. Okay, towards them, away. Oh, am back I, the way they came. Am I right there with them? Yeah, you're up in the nest. Can I make an action against that guy? Or is he too um, far I, yeah, I mean, at this point, he's kind of just like churned and started to run, so he's still like right there. Okay. So you so, have an advantage because he's not looking. Since I know he's, since I know we're supposed to keep all of them alive. I'm gonna take the pyramid and just kind of flip it and grab like where the actual head of it is to like whack him on the head, like just knock him out, yeah, not kill okay. him. Okay. Yeah. It's like in cap. In you're gonna hit like a natural twenty, <laughs> yeah. and you're gonna Shut kill him. His skull. But his intentions are knock him out and immediately knock him out. Oh shit. Ooh. 
a nine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's unsuccessful. Um, is he a human? Um, he is a human. So what's his speed? Like a 20? I, I don't know. I'm thinking to myself. Okay. <laughs> 30, 35. Yeah. Okay, well my That's speed... That's a walking speed, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm a 45, so I can catch him. Okay, so I see that he's starting to run, and so I come around the boulder, and I'm going to kind of run at that angle to try to cut him off. Okay, kind of like block his path. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you said your movement speeds. Mine's forty-five. Forty-five. And you're fifteen. Yeah, I said fifteen away from the nest, so you'd be about like right there next to him. Okay. Um. Uh, I kind of just want to, um, like just shoulder, shoulder charge okay. into him. Um, so roll a strength. Oh, shit, my strength is garbage. Yeah. Yeah, what is it? It's like a negative something. My strength is negative five. Nice. What's, uh, what's the negative on a six? Uh, negative three. Yeah. Right? So I take three off of whatever this is. Give Give me a good one. So ten. Ten. Um, is that enough to at least kind of... Yeah, that is successful. So he's, like, falling down? Yeah, he's, like, knocked down. <clears throat> okay. Cool. Um, and from the top rope, here comes Holger. <laughs> uh, so, I don't get a bonus on that because it wasn't an attack, do right. I? Okay. Um, am I still upright? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I tell him to... Um, Stay down and no harm will come to him right now. And he's still kind of like dazed as what the hell is even happening right now. And he's just kind of like trying to like collect himself and like scooch himself up as best as he can. And uh, anyone else want to? Well, I guess I'll come, come around. I guess that's a boulder. Just like walking around. Just walking around. Trying, trying to make my way over. Um, hey, Holger, hold him for a second. I do something to grapple him, or since yeah, he's already... grapple. Yeah, <laughs> he grapples you. Yeah, that's a that's a crit fail. So, man, oh, such a die. So yeah, he like actually call. like as you're trying to grapple him, he just like kicks you in the nuts. <laughs> My door falls. <laughs> okay, I want to try to just jump on him from the top of the nest. <sighs> you already jumped. Off the nest. Yeah, oh, yeah, I jumped out. Yeah, that's off. right. Yeah. Okay. You're down with them. So I just want to try to um, grab them. Okay. Uh, strength saving throw. Ooh. Okay. Your strength's better than mine. Your halfling strength is better than my full grown elf. Uh, that one is successful. Nice. So I'm just holding him. Um, like. Make room for Jesus. Mm. So, um, I'm swaddling him. <laughs> so, I guess if we've got him for the most part down, Holger grabs some of your rope. Let's, you know, tie his hands. Let's bound him, and we'll take him back to. Uh, we'll talk to him first, I guess. Sounds good. Rope out. 
fan. Hopefully I don't have to roll for that. Go for it. Roll. <laughs> I'd say he, he's grappled. So roll for not tying. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he tied him up. Okay, so... <clears throat> so what are you doing here? He says nothing. I ask you one more time. What are you doing here? Your mom. Ooh. You want me to stab him in his armpit? No. No, Trundle, no. I want to say, do you see what happened to your friend here? You might want to answer our question. Um, to roll an intimidation check. Just him or both of us? Um, you can assist him if you want. Yeah, that 20. <laughs> I got a one again. Wow. Whoa, dude. Eight. Try this guy. Damn, I. So he is not intimidated. All right, well. I. Will he be intimidated if I take the body of the other guy and throw him off the cliff? What if you, like, put your He's hand up his ass? That's exactly what I was thinking. Just tell him what they Why don't you tell him what he wants to know, Bob? You should listen to your friend. <laughs> You're fucking psycho. <laughs> Immediately, our deities that chose us for this prophecy like, just, like, instantly kill us. This is no, not happening. No more prophecy. prophecy. Nuke it from orbit and start over. <laughs> um, okay, so this guy's not going to cooperate. I'm, I take it at this point. I wanna. Um, you gonna use your? Yeah. I'm gonna attack his penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's like Cody's microphone. <laughs> Trundles out of sausage links, guys. Keep him away. <laughs> like Kobayashi. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably a waste, but I'm going to cast detect thoughts. And what's that saving throw? For the dura- oh, the saving throw is 13, but it's a wisdom-based. Okay. However, what's his intelligence, this character? I can't tell you. Okay, well, I was going to say, if it's three or lower, like, if he's as dumb as a bag of oh, sand... Oh, he's not that dumb. Okay, no. then, okay. So that's why I was asking. <laughs> okay. lower, you if it's three or lower, to... yet, it, no, well, no, it doesn't work, because they're too dumb. They don't oh. have thoughts. And they're just like, pudding. <laughs> I like Potatoes. bears. <laughs> Potatoes. Oh. I'll start with P. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so. So, what'd you roll? I haven't rolled yet. Oh, okay. 17. That is successful. Okay, so I initially learned the surface thoughts of the creature or person. Um. So it's feelings, I'm assuming, shocked, scared, or... Um, he's, um, pretty bummed that, uh... Yeah, thanks, man. His, uh, friend got, like, needled to death. Kebobbed. Um... Thanks, man. Um... Striatus, I like it. But, um... He's feeling... His thoughts are kind of like he's just trying to figure out a way out of this situation. Um, so while he's doing that, I actually go to the carcass over here, and I'm going to pull a trundle, and I'm actually going to ruffle through his 
possessions and see if I can find an obvious sign okay. that they are with was, the whispered ones. Okay, was there more to that ability? That um, yeah, I can probe deeper, which I'm willing oh, to okay, do. Okay, yeah. yeah. Is it another saving throw? It is another okay. saving throw, yeah. 18. That is successful. So, on the, the deeper dive, um, something that looms large over its mind like a worry or something there you know worried about giving up so on and so forth talking about worried about in the future okay and just kind of a general emotional state i guess um it says you gain insight into the reasoning if any emotional state and something that looms large in its mind okay um so um and he can feel this one there's no damage but okay he definitely knows i'm in there now all right yeah, so you um, perceive that obviously they were there to poach, so that was their actual intentions. Um, and you kind of get flashes of like different things. There's like uh, a quick flash you see of like this giant um, uh, coming up from like the ground. It's like this giant uh, like blue crystal, um, and uh, and then it flashes to. Uh, like griffins and then that's about all you've got and um, since he's aware that you just read his thoughts he's like really trying to get out of his his ropes now oh, I bet he is we have to go deeper and you were gonna yeah well I rolled a 19 so oh, like, shit. I just would go into the guy's pockets the dead guy's pockets um, and stuff in his pockets you don't really see uh, you don't really find a whole lot. I mean, there's like, um, like some bread, like some cheese, um, some like nuts. Obviously, it was just like kind of like a trail mix kind of thing. You dug a little too deep. <laughs> Got some nuts. <laughs> oh, sausage. Um, did I get a name from the living poacher? Um, is that something that you can glean from that ability, or it doesn't say, but it doesn't not say. Um, I guess that's a, maybe the discretion thing, because, I mean, it can be done on people or creatures. I mean, okay. creatures obviously wouldn't know a name, but... Right. So, I mean, um, DM's discretion, I guess. Yeah. Um, his name's Terp. Right. And so, upon finishing your search on that other corpse, obviously you find, like, you know, his dagger was next to his body. Um... <clears throat> it just looks like a crude dagger. Um, and as you are kind of like searching and see if he's got any like jewelry or something, you see like um, this is it, uh, kits, kitsugi, like that Japanese with like the broken pottery and the gold that like. Oh, like, yeah, I know it. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah it's that. Um, you see that, but like on his skin, and it's like a bluish color on his skin. Um, and as you kind of touch it, it's like really hard and it's like solid. Um, Similar to the guy that had the gem encrusted into his chest that we killed? Yeah, it would be pretty similar to that. But instead of having in like a solid one, this is like lines, like lines and um, uh, almost kind of like when lightning strikes skin, like that. It's kind of like that. Elvin, is that something that <clears throat> you've seen in your... Ooh. Well, I can't remember. What was my perception check when we saw the guy last session? With like the yeah. Um, I, was that you? You were the one that found it because you cut it out of him. That's right. 
Um, like a complete sociopath. Well, hold on. Before we get into that, back to my mind reading thing. Should I do a perception check on if I recognize those blue crystals? Uh, it would be probably... I'd say an arcana check. Um, yeah, so upon your studies, um, reading various books at, like, the wizarding school that you were in, um, you've came across, uh, small snippets of, like, cults using them, uh, and corrupting, uh, crystals as a way for control, essentially. Um, and that's about as much as you can really remember. And uh, in your uh, searching of his body, you find another uh, like pendant, essentially like a sigil of the cult of the whispered one as well. Okay, so I um I've got the that that whispered one uh, necklace or whatever it is. So I um I walk back over to the guys being questioned, and I um, I just say so working for the Whispered One, hey? Yeah, and he's going to consume this world like he consumes all others. No. No, I don't think so. You think you think Iron Fire is going to stop him? He's never been stopped before. He's never met Iron Fire. And I want to interrupt that and try to stab him? Yeah. Try to get him. Go for it. Wait, don't stab him, because he needs to be alive. We just have to have proof. And we had, he had the pendant of the Whispering How Eye. How would he know about the group, though? The name? Because they're obviously worried about us. They've, they've, they know the prophecy, too. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Okay. My bad. It's 20. 20? Yeah, it's successful. I mean, he's defenseless. And uh, I got the first attack on him, so I rolled two. I mean, he's... he's, he's that is my that's, perk. That's your perk, yeah. Uh, Unconceal a dagger from your wrist. Nine. Nine? So, you get, like... And he just kind of, like... Obviously, it hurts really bad. And he's, like, kind of just, like, slumped up against the rock after you do it and he's just barely holding on to life if this is if you're gonna just kill this guy no we'll leave let's not say let the griffins do it yeah we'll leave now and griffins uh, can get revenge I was hoping I didn't kill him anyways that's where I was like oof nine cause humans have low health so um after you kinda like step back from that attack are you guys gonna like say anything to him about we're gonna leave Griffins. With your dagger in your hand. Oh, right, your eye. Um, I don't know. I want to be like, uh, what was his name? Caruso on CSI Miami. Like, I all of a sudden have a pair of sunglasses, <laughs> and I'm like, I guess today you're gonna be poached egg. 
Surround with something just really, really bad. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Alright, and you guys just gonna leave him? Well, yeah. At the nest? Okay. Oh, we should uh, we tie, need to tie him to Yeah, we need to tie him to something. That way he can't escape. Well, how would he escape? Let's tie who? Wasn't he already tied? Yeah, yeah he's he tied, tied up. Tied yeah. Okay. His hands were like probably tied behind his back. Oh, Hog tied. Then yeah. we'll... And he just got the crap stabbed out of him. So. Oh, well, then I guess let's throw him up into the nest. Okay. And then let the griffins come and... You put the other guy up in there with him? Yeah. And we grab the stuff off of him. Oh, we right. actually put the dead guy on top of him. Because we're really f***ed up. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> <laughs> in like the, you know, like the 69 position. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Just laying there like... <laughs> oh, and he like can't open his mouth. He's like, trying hey, like, hey, to like wiggle to like break free. He's, he's praying for the griffin <laughs> to hurry up and get there. <laughs> Kill me. Oh my god. Come back and kill me! <laughs> I guess we should, not, we should check him probably and see if there's anything else yeah, we that we need. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so while he's bleeding out, um, that's only a tin going through his pockets and shit. Um, you find his, obviously his dagger. Yeah. Um, uh, you see the same Necklace. blue oh. uh, vein type stuff on him. And then... Uh, yeah, he also has, uh, his is more of like a brooch for like his, his cloak. Okay. Right there. So, we don't know what causes this blue. Should we take one of the bodies back? And well, I thought. See if the high, whatever. Yeah, our turtle. Yeah, or the other chick. Kerma. Um. Let me cut it out. No, yeah, we'll why, don't just, <laughs> why don't you just cut off his arm and we'll take his arm back. No. Got this. <laughs> it's like it waving. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have like an actual example of it. Um, but I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know if you want to actually cut his arm off or just take a is body. It, like well, hard? we can't. Yeah. We there's no way can we can. Can I be. chip a piece off with my fireball? Yeah. Should I do that? Yeah, go for it. Um, I would say like you you would find like a section that was kind of like a thicker part and then you just like got got like a chunk of it about like that big. Okay. Good. We didn't want you to roll like a twenty and just obliterate the guy, smash his skull in. Well, if he hits a critical, he's gonna turn to ash. But oh well, never mind. I guess I guess we won't take this back. I guess we won't have any. That would that also turn the blue veiny crystal stuff to ash too? Yeah. Okay. Just Um, curious. So I guess let's um, hop back on our arrow device. That's what I was gonna say. We really can't take a body with us Mm -hmm. because weight wise. I guess we could like attach it to a rope and have it like flying behind us like <laughs> that scene Con Air, you know, where they're oh, pulling God. the car. Um, wow. Yeah, so I guess we'll just fly that was back. A deep cut. Thanks. <laughs> Cyrus the virus, twenty twenty. I'd vote for him. All right, so you guys flying back to Zephra? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Um, all right, so you guys return, and um, she greets you, uh, the voice of the Tempest, and. Asks, inquires about, you know, what your findings were. 
I, uh, I've got the brooch and the necklace, and I hand it to her. I said, the whispered one is responsible for the poaching. And also, we got this piece of, uh, Crystalline substance. Crystalline whatever. And um, she kind of like pulls out like this like like piece of cloth, like a handkerchief kind of thing, and she like takes it and like wraps it up in it, and she says that she'll um, investigate it further. Um, And she asks, were you able to find their lair of where like the poachers were going? No, well, we were we were about to, but Trundle tripped and jabbed a knife in his throat. And there was a fire, and I saved some babies from it. We had to get to the fire before. Uh, we were unfortunately We'd... unable to do so, but I think we'd be willing to go back out and try again. We can get there before the griffin gets him. Well, when I was interrogating the... One living one. What? I just trundled. did my job. I tr- trundled. Are you over there eating sausage? Are you talking to Myra? Um, I, I saw actually, giant blue crystal like spires coming out of the ground. Would that location mean anything to you? Um, offhand, not for me, no. Is there anyone around here who might know? Um, not to downplay any of these people, but they're quite uh, simple, modest people. Um, what about Master Karma? It's possible he might. Okay. Could we um, seek an audience with him? Certainly. Okay. So, you guys, you take them to where you remember. Yeah. Um, we lead the way. Um, <clears throat> and he... Uh, you guys explain crystals and everything. Um, he mentions, uh, yes, I've I've seen these kinds of things before. Uh, very dark magic, um, and and you you said that there was the cult of the whispered one that were involved as well. Well, uh, my only thought could be that it's probably a sect of Vecna's cult, and they are using these crystals as a form of control. What you roll for, kid? Just curious. I just want to see that roll. Actually, I was rolling, I was going to jump, like preemptively jump, because I was thinking he was about to take my feet out from under me again. He just jump up, and he's like, what the hell are you doing? No, he'd be more like, I've still got it. (laughs) Keep you on your toes. <laughs> so you wouldn't recognize of where giant spires of this crystal substance could be from? No. Um, my only thoughts that I could probably help you is um, searching the immediate area from where you found the poachers and maybe following their tracks as to where they may have came from. Because you, you said they had the, the blue crystal stuff in their bodies? Yeah. Then it's prob- probably, my guess would be that's where they came from, would be those crystals. So if you follow their tracks, may lead you to the crystals. Go back. 
How about we just do a flyover reconnaissance? Just look for giant blue crystal towers. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to subscribe on whichever podcasting platform you use. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dads and Dungeons with Dragons. And be sure to let your friends know that we're on iTunes and Spotify. And if you are listening on iTunes, be sure to rate and review. And this concludes this episode of Dads and Dungeons with Dragons.